Join me as I talk with people who express their creativity in ways that can inspire the rest of us to recognize our own creativity. And if you enjoy these conversations, please like, subscribe, and share them. Hi there, and welcome to Creativity Conversations. This is episode 43, and I have a maker here, Sue Kearney. Hi, Sue. Good to have you here. Hi, Nina. Good to be here. So this is probably going to be a little more casual conversation than some that we've had in the past, since Sue and I both like to make things with paint and paper. I'm going to start out, as I usually do, by reading her bio, or at least her version of a bio, and then we will just see what unfolds from there. So here we go. Sue Kearney's a maker. She makes art, websites, healing potions, and beauty projects, magic of all kinds. Sue mentors and teaches her unique take on living your best life, making your unique mark, and living in and from joy more often and from stress and angst less often. One of her mottos is simplify your life. Sue has said, apparently, I'm all about flow. Fluid art, making paintings, collages, ornaments, healing potions, and beauty products with my hands. Being in open connection with clients, collaborators, and loved ones. Now, I will tell you this. Sue has described herself as a barely tamed hippie and a recovering know-it-all. <laughs> I'd like that to be my description, too. I will share. <laughs> Sue's still convinced that she knows a thing or two and has plenty to teach. It's just that she's less committed to making you agree with her opinion. So that's even another reason to get in touch with her. <laughs> Sue is also anti-racist and committed to allyship and relinquishing privilege. As has happened for many, the pandemic year has been one of big change for Sue. She's in the process of simplifying and clarifying her own work in the world. And Sue just launched her first e-course, and she's got three more coming right behind those. Partly legacy work, Sue is 70 and is honoring her daughter's request to write it all down, Mom. All the recipes, everything. Partly a clear change in direction. More simplicity, more ease, more spaciousness, more availability to being of service. And you can check out Sue's brand new, just launched website at suekearney.com. And you can also follow her on Instagram. It sounds Thank like you. a hell of a lot of fun. <laughs> I am. I am. A lot of fun. So we met almost three years ago, I think, when we were taking, I think we were both taking Creating the Impossible. Four? Oh my gosh. Anyway, we were taking Creating the Impossible with Michael Neal, which is sort of a plug. It's a really great program to take. And Sue, I've seen a lot of changes in you and what you've been doing over that time. So what's the secret? <laughs> I'm going to go around to get there, maybe. I don't know if I'll get there. But I was thinking about you this morning. I got out um, after 
class and took a walk and did an errand and dropped off the latest in the pen pal postcard series into the blue box. And I was thinking about how I'm different since I know you mm-hmm. and cause I know that I am and, and, and the part that you played in that. And it, for me, that's comes that that's really about encouragement and it's about getting to know you at a time where I began to be able to see what other people saw in me as, as a possibility that I wasn't, I wasn't so committed to saying that cannot possibly be true. I have marker on my hands. Um, <laughs> and, um, and I came home and looked up uh, the, the etymology of encourage. I was pretty sure it meant a part from the French, encourage, encourage, and um, very nice. And it's French accent. We, very, good accent, small vocabulary. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's exactly what it means. And it's a, and it's, and it's not like courage. Like I have to put on a suit of armor to to to. What was the question, Nina? <laughs> I lost it. What I've seen is that you've changed and things have become easier for you over the last four years. So I'm just wondering how that has happened. So you were talking about encouragement. Right. It's and, and for me that 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 the heart of that mm. is that I am um I become willing by the, um, or I become able to get from I can't to why not in much. I mean, without so much ajita and 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 concern and 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 arguing myself out of it, be, being up in here, yeah, yeah. and as that has. become um, not the only thing this this stuff in my head about or my 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 beliefs about why I can't or not, what shouldn't mm-hmm. I bother is less in my way it's it's less takes up less of my it's less compelling and then I, there's a whole lot of space that has opened up for the why not so if I was listening to this conversation as a listener rather than an interviewer, but I'm also curious as an interviewer, how did that happen? Why is that less important now? All those, all those thoughts in your head that say you can't, you shouldn't, you mustn't. Well, it's, I guess, been, an, um, <laughs> it's been the, um, the thing that I've probably been looking for for decades um, in, my, in my spiritual seeking but could and and in all the all the paths I've I've trod and all the modalities I've mm-hmm. studied and all the teachers I've studied with, I still couldn't um, I couldn't get beyond my the way uh, I couldn't get beyond I could, I don't know I couldn't get joyful I couldn't get happy I couldn't get free and I and and I think that. Um, I don't know. It, it, I don't. I, I. I'm tempted to say, and then I found, 
non-duality and the three principles conversation and boom, only two and a half years later, my life changed <laughs> two and a half years of absolute agony. But, but I don't know that it was only the name of what the, the conversation. I really don't. Mm-hmm. I really think it's been the conversations that have happened in community with the people that I have found in this moment in my life when I was ready. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, I I um, can really appreciate that because there's there's wisdom in so many different places, and the the Buddhists talk about the interconnectedness of everything which includes time and space, right? So that if we're in the right place at the right time and if there's grace in the moment, we hear something differently and it affects us in a way that at another time it wouldn't. So here, here's what just came to me. I've been practicing Tai Chi for, I'm in my fifth decade. Wow. So I've had a little time with this art and I know that my uh, what I get from it and how well I do in my practice has a lot to do with how I'm present in the moment and what my attention is. And now I'm actually in a in a Tai Chi class again. So I'm really into the into the study and practice of it, and I see that now I don't have so much to say to myself about why I can't be present because I have to worry about this and I have to worry about that. And I, this might happen and that happened and this one didn't call me back and I didn't get the gig and I'm running out of money and my health. So, yeah. So those yakking bozos on my bus are still yakking but they're not, they're, they're not, I can see, I can see around them now. Yeah. 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 What, what a blessing that is, right? Because I think you and I have talked about this before, but the same thing that gets in our way, all that thinking that says we can't or we shouldn't in life is the same thing that happens to us when we're making art, right? I shouldn't, oh, I can't, what if this, you know, all that second guessing, all the projecting, all of the, am I really, could I really, just becomes background noise. And after a while, you forget that it's even there. In my, yes, yes, 100%, yes. In my painting medium and fluid art, I almost always am going for a minimal, a little bit of color and a lot of negative space. And I almost never go there because I put too much paint on the canvas and I tip the canvas too much or I blow too much air on it. And then all of a sudden I have flood, flooded it with color when I really didn't mean to. And um, But then <laughs> sometimes hey, come back. this happens and I mm. stop myself in time. Mm. So yeah, yes. And it's, and the, and it's not stopping myself it's letting letting it it feels like 
there's a natural expression of the movement of the paint through me if I just stop thinking so much about what I had in mind. Yeah, yeah. And to me, that again, it's just it's the same thing with whether we're making a meal or working in the garden or mm. organizing our clothes closet. It's the same thing. It's that get it, that getting out of the way, that allowing whatever it is that wants to come through to come through. So maybe I have an idea in my mind. OK, I want it to look like this. I have to give that up. You know, I can still sort of point myself in that direction but what actually happens is always different and what I've noticed for you and maybe because I've been noticing it more in myself is that that who cares let's just see is more present maybe because yeah. I'm more present it's a dance it's a dance. It's a dance. Those are words that my, my first e-course is about this fluid art medium and, um, and, and how much fun and free and it, it can be to, to, to step into flow with fluid paint. And, and I think that um, I've used that line, your body, fluid art is a dance. Your body knows what to do. So does the paint. So I like coming in with an idea, but I like also standing up, feeling my feet on the floor, moving my body and letting those thoughts move, mm -hmm. not grit, not cement, not be cemented to them. The death grip. Yeah, right. This is how it has to be. <laughs> and hardly ever is like that. So tell us more about your fluid art course. I know you've been putting oh. a lot of time and energy into it. And it looks great. Yeah, you, thank you. It um, it's still in creation. I I I put it out into the world, kind of stealth mode, while I'm still working on it. So very few people know about it yet. But I am finishing up the um, overhand overhand making of videos and cutting them together so that my students can see how I move my hands and body, which is how I learn. I kind of watched a whole lot of making of videos of other artists and glommed onto the techniques that called to me. So in this, I, I'm used, I make fluid art original canvases. I make, I pour on tiles. That's, and, let me just interrupt you for a second. Um, what, I bet a lot of people don't know what fluid art is. Oh, we could be swimming brilliant. in it if we didn't have a definition. So that's brilliant. Fluid art. So paint. Um, you fluid art is where you can actually make the paint move on your surface, and you do that by adding a medium of some kind to acrylic paint and mixing them together so that the paint will flow. And no brushes and involved. Oh, I do use brushes, but no brushes are needed. I use brushes if I want to brush a background or I'm brushing. I use brushes, but not for my paintings. <laughs> no, no, no. I use my hands, syringes um, for delivering the paint to the, the surface. I use needle tip files. I use sticks and spreaders and hair dryers and ball chains and um, beads to this is this is a this is chain pulled through a blob of paint on the canvas these are chain 
pulls. So um, now you have to I describe also, what chain pulls are. Where you pour some fluidized paint, which you've added medium onto your work surface, and then you lay a chain down on the surface and and pull it horizontally on the surface. It will bring the paint with it in these incredible comb and sea fan kind of patterns, as you can see behind me and in what I just showed you. And um, and so I that's one that is my favorite technique. It's the one I, I my hands almost always reach for chains, but I'm also showing what happens when you move paint. We explore moving paint with your breath or the air from a hairdryer, which moves it in an entirely different way and gets different kinds of looks. Looks like undersea a lot, you get like sea fans and stuff. Very, very rarely do, is it representational. Although um, recently, that can I show you? Can I show you something? Is that okay? Okay. <laughs> um, recently, this one turned out to look like a bird on a branch, so I just put a dot in where its eye would be. Other, but I didn't set out to make a bird on a branch. So anyway, it's rarely representational. It's always just flow and in my dreams, minimal, but it's often way less than minimal. Um, and and then I pour on photo paper and cut up what I poured on paper and make collages. And so I show, I'm showing that. And I also paint, uh, pour in layers. And so there, so the four technique modules are breath and air, chain pulls, layered pulls and collages. And it's just, so much it's i think it's so much fun and i also welcome complete beginners i i i've i've gotten materials lists and how to set up and how to support your art and i'm trying to i'm i'm creating an environment where people can explore and hopefully just step into more flow and fun and freedom in their expression not just at the art table yeah so you're saying that what you experience at your art table actually seeps out into the rest of your life. Into the kitchen. Or another. <laughs> into the kitchen, right. into my friendships, into the way I walk around my neighborhood and take pictures of the beautiful gardens around me, into the way I interact with strangers, into everything, hmm. into my family and my intimate relationships and my friendships, yes. That's pretty beautiful. I think so. Yeah. So if somebody, talk a little bit about the actual setup of what you need to do fluid art. And does it take up a lot of room? And do you really need a lot of materials? Or do you really need a lot of paints? You see this corner of my room? Yeah. That's my studio. That's not true. I have a closet crammed with canvases, and supplies and boxes and packing plate paper and stuff. But I can just in this corner of my room, this, I can I can grab a surface and I can make a painting. So and I work very small because I, I don't have a lot of space. I have lust for a giant work table and make really big canvases and have a what do you call those lazy Susan <laughs> where I can spin my, spin my it, stuff, yeah. but not, not there yet. So um, 
You need like some the acrylic paint. No, you don't need a lot. No, and you, and to get started, I, I in the intro module of my course, I say if you're a stone beginner, do this: get five to seven tubes of acrylic paint, get some pouring medium, get some sticks, get get some containers with lids. So it's a short list, but it's a get started list. And and I think, I mean, I got started. I had paint because I was trying to be I was trying to be an artist. And I wasn't getting anywhere. I wasn't having any fun, but I had paint. But still, you could just get a few colors and absolutely a metallic because the gleam is so much fun. And um, and and yeah, and a, and a big tub of white for your backgrounds and you'd be good to go. And what kind of surfaces that are you are you working on? I know you mentioned canvas. What else canvas? You, what else could you pour the paint on? I pour on um, photo paper. Canon makes a variety of finishes, and this stuff is made for fluid art. Mm. So um, I I like to pour on the on the super glossy and the luster, but even on the matte. The, paint looks really good you get the most pop on the gloss coats and you and I also paint a watercolor paper which is entirely different as well and 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 can be really beautiful but then Nina I mean you know I I I also have learned from you that the paper that my paint drips on can it not only can I peel up what drips, you can peel up what drips in, a, in, a, in acrylic pouring and you get what's called an acrylic skin, which you can then use for ornaments or collage. But I've also cut up that paper. And so, so it has the, the butcher paper itself with the marks on it and slap that down in collage. Yeah. So now I just have to have boxes for all the paper bits that I don't throw away anymore. <laughs> Me too. Um, so, and then tiles, the tiles. Um, yeah, I think I don't that have has them too, that, that, uh, we talked about those, the, what are they? Four by four. Yeah. I've got, well, I went to, there's a place, um, restore it, it's the Habitat for Humanity restore oh, yeah. has tiles of all sizes and all, all <laughs> look at me all getting all hot and bothered about tiles at the restore but yeah and really cheap so and they've been closed during pandemic but I can go I think I can go soon and stock up yeah as a matter of fact I have to be in that neighborhood on Sunday I'm going to see if they're open Thank you, because <laughs> I'm running out of tiles. But four by four is the most is, is where I started. Those four by four ones that I would get on eBay because it's way cheaper than getting them at uh, the hardware, the big box hardware store. Right. So it sounds like you don't have to make a huge investment of uh, materials to to just start playing around with this. Oh, and Nina, I poured on a belt. I pour. I bought this belt, and it was. It said compressed leather but it felt like plastic i think it's made of leather bits and i hated it so i just laid it down and and, and it's, it was pleather and i didn't like the feeling of it so i poured on it and now i wear it and i also poured the top of our mailbox <laughs> <laughs> so our mailbox outside the house has one of my originals and at some point i'm going to take it off into the whole body as well so <laughs> what you can nice. pour on anything yeah, I mean, just think of the possibilities. 
as long as you can get it semi-horizontal, you have to work horizontal. You can't work on an easel because then everything will just drip down. So anything that you can prop up, you see those little stands up there? That's what I put paper on with a little um, double stick tape. Mm-hmm. And then I can pick up the stands. I have popsicle sticks. I can pick up the stands and wiggle about if I want to. And I usually do. I want a full coat on the paper if I'm going to use it for collage. So, yeah. Well, no wonder you're having so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. And like you, I've been so much on the computer with the new website and I'm doing it all myself. For those of you who don't know me, I do it all myself. Most of it, 98% of it myself. And a new website and the e-courses. And I've been on the computer so much that if I don't get my hands in the paint every few days, I feel like I'm getting up in my head again. Yeah. I, I need to get back. Way. Yeah, I go through the same thing that I just, this is a different kind of creativity when you're using a computer and a keyboard. But the kinesthetic experience of paper and paint and manipulating and tearing and folding and throwing, <laughs> when you get to that point, there's just something about that embodied experience of just letting it happen that is just so yummy you know there 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 there's a it seems logical that i would love to get a bigger ipad and work in procreate because people make the most beautiful designs in procreate but after i spend so much time in photoshop and photos and cropping and now i movie and it's like i don't want to make art on a ta- on a, another screen yeah. i don't i don't want to i don't even though i sometimes think oh that looks like so much fun but i want to be it's visceral i need that yeah yeah it's fuel for the hours i'm spending in this um aging body on <laughs> Uh, pounding keyboards and clicking in in boxes and typing in numbers and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, preaching to the choir with me here, but hopefully somebody will hear something new and and, uh, inviting for them to play around with. Um, Tell us a little bit about your creative cauldron and what you have, the kinds of things that you've (laughs) done through your life that have somehow brought you to here you know you were did a lot of um typesetting you're a word press wordsmith you've done lots of things so just tell us about that just give us some yeah the landscape so um i was fast on the keyboards and um and was recruited to be a typesetter when I was working for the spiritual cult I was in in my 20s. And um, <laughs> as one does. It happens, right? As one does. And, um, <laughs> and I um, learned computer, early computer typesetting. And um, then I got into art studios in advertising agencies when desktop publishing came in Mm. and um, like early, early Quark Express and, you know, WYSIWYG, that whole new world of WYSIWYG. And, um, and, and I've been uh, evolving with it 
ever since. And I'm, I was a, I was a print only graphic designer and I still do. I, I have some clients for whom I make their, um, either free or for sale wisdom documents, P- ebooks, PDFs. I can use the skills I did for print layout for those kinds of things yeah. and make them interactive and really amazing. And But then finally, kicking and screaming, I entered the uh, World Wide Web world in, I guess, the 2000. And, the interwebs <laughs> got me in 2009. And... Uh, and now I'm a, a, a WordPress web designer, and um, but I I I I am getting old and er every day, and um, my time and you know the age where like many people retire, that's not what I'm doing. I have so I I'm just this is I'm doing my stuff, but I. I I work with fewer clients now one-on-one. I'll do a website or two a year with people that I really want to help bring their emerging genius into the world. Almost always people have some beautiful gift or healing to give or both. Um, and I, but, but I do more of working with people who want to bring their brand to the world as a consultant coach, content developer, content collaborator person i help people i have a gift for extracting compelling language from what people say that they can't often see for themselves and i also have a boatload of training i just censored myself from cussing i just i have a boatload of training of um and skill for creating compelling marketing invitations to make it more likely that the person will stick on, stay on your webpage or listen to your whatever it is long enough to click the button and accept the invitation that you want them yeah. to have the, the, the experience to step in, to come in further with you. And, and so I do some of that work um, and I love it. And, um, and it's, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, a lot, a lot of um, knowledge behind it. I've, I've worked in this field for a long time. What What's impressive to me is that you're one of, uh, for me, a growing number of people who are not slowing down or cutting back once they've hit 60 or 65 or 70, there, and which used to be the norm. People would be retired, whatever that meant, and they would do... Uh, they would spend a lot of time recreating, you know, golfing or traveling, which all of that's fine because why not? But what I see with you, which is really exciting, is how you keep embracing new things, keep trying new things, and that you've got uh, an excitement about it about that process rather than a world weariness, which a lot of people get to a certain age and they say, I'm done. And that's it. They're, they just slow down. They don't seek out new experiences. They don't stretch. They don't try new things. They don't ask what if so much. They ask what now, <laughs> you know. <laughs> WTF. Yes. Kind of, yeah. This too. This yeah. too. Right. Yeah. So 
I, I can you talk about that and how your how your mindset is different now? I wonder if I can talk about it without tears. We'll see. I actually put mascara on today, so hopefully no tears. Uh, <laughs> if you've got that kind of <laughs> mascara. Uh, well, actually, I don't. I have waterproof. So I'll, if I cry, I cry. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to start different, in a different place. Um, I'm in a class with Michael Neal uh, today, uh, uh, this week right now. And this morning in class, he said, um, he was talking about a specific condition, but it could just be your condition is who you are when you're not. Hmm. I have been, been bitter and world weary for a very long time. And I can be that I was that for a very long time. I, um, I'm sober since 1991, which means I'm an addict. Uh, whatever that means, and 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 I and I'm also single, and I spend a lot of time in my own company. And there is a voice in my head that wonders if I'm so enthusiastic about learning new stuff because what what the hell else would I what the hell else would I do? Sit around and watch more TV, you know, eat more chocolate. What would I do? Feel sorry for myself? I just am so stoked that I don't have to think those are my own options <laughs> And I don't know the how and the why, but world weary or afraid or believing I'm too old and broken, physically broken, I don't believe I'm any other kind of broken, um, to have the happiness and joy and whatever it is that I want. Um, I don't remember how I was going to end that sentence. Sorry. I liked, I liked where it ended. <laughs> Thank you. Good. <laughs> and I have a, a napkin right here for my tears. So, you know, and I, I was thinking about uh, Matisse when you were talking and when he was much older and he was quite ill, he got out those gigantic scissors and started making collages. He wasn't done yet. And That's when right. he couldn't swim, when he couldn't go to the beach, he did those incredible cutouts that he put on his wall of swimmers that were featured at the at MoMA, I think, Museum of Modern Art in New York. And he he wasn't done yet. I didn't know those those guys were cutouts. This was before I had eyes to even see that. I saw those things. Yeah. Wow. Cut now out. I want to see them again, Nina. But it's and 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 my vision too. I mean that thing that Matisse got sick, but I I have I've just discovered last year I have something called strabismus. My eyes are crossed. I I and and they finally got me glasses where actually the lane markings are staying parallel when I drive, which is a very good thing. But also now I see colors on different layers. Mm. And 
Rupert Spira, a teacher we both know about, recently did a talk about a poem that Liesl somebody, Muller, wrote about Monet talking to the doctor and saying, don't you no, don't I don't want you to fix my vision. I don't want no, don't tell me that those street lights aren't supposed to have those halos of light around them. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me this is something that has to be fixed. I, I treat yourself. Listen to Rupert Spira talk about read this poem. He reads it about five times in 18 minutes, and it's so amazing. But that's you know, I'm in good company. Monet's vision and and uh, there are other artists too and it's just like god I get I give thanks every day that I can this body will let me play in that playground and when it won't I hope there'll be a space where you know where I can find yet another way yeah who knows yeah but that's my hope yeah that is one beautiful poem about Monet and for those of you who don't know, Rupert Spira is a non-dual teacher. You can find that poem on uh, YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. And it's powerful. Because who, who wants to live in such a hard-edged world, you know, cut and dried, that doesn't have magic to it and doesn't have mystery to it and doesn't have surprising beauty where someone would just see a street lamp but you see the glow of light emerging and how it touches and creates silhouettes and shadows and you know if you're wanting more rather than less out of life why would you say no to any of that well yeah and that can then we can get really deep too because it's then then it's also not just the beautiful rose that I stopped to take pictures of, but if, but no if, but everything has the same beauty. It's my eyes. You know, there is, it's what I, oh, the garbage isn't beautiful. The houseless people in my path aren't beautiful. Mm. The politicians who are doing things I don't like aren't beautiful. But in fact, if you think about it, they have the same beauty in them that we all do. Yeah, yeah. And what I hear in what you're saying that if you have eyes to see it, it's that presence, that being here in the moment now, taking it all in, listening, deeply listening, nowhere else to go, nothing else to do, just this moment now with whatever it is that's in front of us. Yes. So, um, wow, where did we go and where should we go now? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, wait and see. (laughs) Hmm. Golly. Well, talk a little bit, we'll shift gears a little. I'll blow my nose. Should I mute? Hang on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about the beauty products that you make. Mm. So, um, so I was a witch, as one 
does. And I, I, I am a witch, I guess. In, maybe in still, this life or another life? In this life, I was a witch. I was in a coven from 2009, perhaps, to not so long ago. But it's over now. To maybe to almost ten years. So that, um, and I have, uh, and and I was lucky enough to have in this group of amazing women with me uh, a woman named Jenny who is an artist and a maker, and we we got together, and I just sat next to her and like basked in the inspiration of things you could make with your hands, like mojo bags that we would decorate and put stones or that we would bless in the bags and then we would go art bomb them in the neighborhoods and leave them on fences and branches and benches and and um and cast spells to put more love in the world and like that and and then <clears throat> we make remedy or we uh there's a she took me uh, to the Northern California Women's Herbal Symposium. And I met all these people who were making their own herbal, this and tinctures and salves. And I think that was the first time anyone put us a pot, a little tub of a cannabis salve in my hand that I may still have. This was before legal cannabis. This was uh, uh, in that decade. And, um, and now, come to five years ago or so, I started after 30 years of not touching cannabis, I started using it as a pain medicine. I, in, in, and I would buy oils and tinctures that somebody else was making and bring them into my house. And finally, something happened, something sparked in me, and I started learning how to make, uh, to infuse alcohol. And um, so I, who don't drink, I go and buy like uh, whatever, 90, 80 proof rum at, at the, I, no, I don't get the Everclear, but I can, cause I live in wine country, but I get the, I get the 80 proof um, 151, 160 rum at the, at the liquor store. And I infuse cannabis in there for a month or six weeks. I infuse it. And I, I slow, I pressure cook it in oil. I used to slow cook it, but you lose too much of the terpenes that way. And um, and so I, I started having tinctures and then I started, oh, I had a love affair and decided that this would be a really good time to deal with the vaginal atrophy that I'd had ever since menopause 20 years earlier. And I created a, a body butter with cannabis and the most luscious ingredients and started using it internally and transformed my vaginal vault from taut and atrophied to folds and moist moist in, in a month and has stayed that way ever since. No love affair, but great vaginal health. And so, <laughs> so it sounds like and, a good witch, not a bad witch. I, I think, yes. <laughs> I use my powers for good. Uh, well. And I also, I also made a skin oil that I really love. So I have, yeah, I make, I make rub on um, pain roll relief rollers and beauty uh, skin oils and tender, tender tissue healing butters um, that 
smell good and feel great and um, heal all kinds of tender tissues. Mm. <sighs> Gee, I don't know where to go after that one. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think is important about exploring and being in the flow and being creative? What does it do for you? I'm just gonna say what came to my head. It makes me it makes me a better person. I'm a better. I am. I am. I'm more present, Nina, most of the time. And I, I sound like I'm painting myself like some fully realized human. I I am not. I I still have an active relationship. Now, now this is a shock to me. I have a, a, a healthy relationship with insecurity of all kinds. And um and I don't always treat people the best. But I am okay, I haven't put words to this before, but I like the feeling of being in flow and not getting in the way of things. And when I am less than present, I am in the way of things. And when I can drop whatever it is I'm tripping about, I can get present again and give the person I'm with or the interaction I'm in or the client I'm supporting or the piece of art I'm making a chance to come more fully into its own being. I want more of that. Show its own halo. However, I will see it. No, no, however many layers of depth and dimension, I will see it with my weird eyes. Yeah, yeah. There's a big difference between what happens when you're present, right? When you're, there's a different, there's a knowing that happens and all the, noise in our head is less it just the volume is much less it doesn't seem to be worth acknowledging it can be it can be um a little challenging for me to know when to act when things are um not so okay there more and more i want to just trust that the action will come when it's supposed to But when things like, um, oh, maybe I need different housing come up and and I I feel like now I have to make the schedule and I have to devote time and I have to do this. And then it starts to feel like some advice around me. And, I you know, so I'm still somewhat of a mystery. And I like that at least I have some experience of knowing when to act. So there's a little bit of trust there. But it's it's uh, sometimes very tricky not to put myself in that place of oh I should have this figured out by now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people say that whether they're twenty or eighty. <laughs> God, are we going to be doing this when I'm eighty? Holy moly! Well, um, I think the people who are not aware that there's something to trust. That there's something that will carry us. That there's there is something called knowing or wisdom that is present. Is part of who we are. 
we've talked about this a million different ways about just um, speaking to or asking for what you want without having too much weight on the ask, without talking myself out of it or freaking out by the, you know, but what will they say? And then what did they say? And oh my God, am I in trouble now or whatever? But it's, it's like the, the, the ability to just come out and say what's true and present in the moment lifts, it kind of lifts me to a, a better way of seeing what's going on. And, and, and I'm starting to see how it changes the, the person I'm with too. Yeah. And I want more of that. Yeah, I want more of that. So I'm trying to encourage myself not to worry about the situation. So that was me coaching me. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Very good job, I would say. Thank you. <laughs> I think we've been we've been dancing around this, but I was just thinking about the word transformation as you were talking. And when you've spoken about how it's affected you in your life and the things that you have more ease in doing now that than you had in the past, differences in the quality of your relationships and differences in what you see is possible for you. It seems to me that falls under the category of transformation. Yeah, yeah. Is there a, I, where do I go? Wherever you'd like. It's funny because I, that's been a word for me. I think I bought into a whole bunch of courses that were offering me transformation. I don't want to count them. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's been a, a, something I've been striving toward, but th there's a, there's something else. There's, there's moments where I can find myself saying, this is different. <laughs> this is different, which means it has changed in some way. The, the 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 way and and pro and you know so one of my teachers or somebody somebody had a conversation with once who taught me this but he didn't know that he was was um, he just said offhand that he assumes that that I might want to try out the idea that people are people are happy to help that <laughs> that I was like what. They may be happy to help, but not me. <laughs> and it took me a good year to see an opening there, you know, and. But you saw it. That's the cool thing. Yeah, right. And, and I think that I can't make it happen. I can't make it happen for me or for anybody else, but at least not by trying, just by presencing. Yeah. And presencing is not necessarily something that I can do this 
this the same way or in the same amount of time from one moment to the next. Well, what all if, I have. Sorry, go ahead. What? All that I have is knowing that presencing is available. That I have. I, I almost never lose that anymore. Mm, yeah. Well, what I was going to say was, who's doing the presencing? Right. You know. Um, that's funny. I think about the bus metaphor again that I learned from John Elmokadev in one of his courses about the, the bus and the and the monsters on the bus, which I kind of love that image. But I never thought about who's driving the bus, which is what just came to mind when you said that. Like who's doing the the presencing? That's that's beautiful. Yeah. Hey, um And if we didn't it isn't us, then we don't have to worry too much about it. Just as long as well, we step aside right or relax yeah. and relax yeah. not or and and <laughs> right. uh, before we go today can you ask me what my other three courses are going to be about i meant i i meant to ask you to do that because they're not art e-courses and it might be interesting to hear what i have in my in my cauldron what a great idea could you tell us what other things you have coming down the pipeline so this is pretty crazy. So the next one I want to do um, is create your digital will and make it easier on those you leave behind. My sister just died without a will at the end of last year. And I uh, also discovered some really cool ways to make it easier on people like creating digital directives. And I'm going to make an e-course on that for people. So there's that. And then there's creating... Um, healing and healing potions and beauty products with cannabis. And then the last one that I have in mind is functional fitness at my age. And what will that Where be? I, th I have my, my big, very, very soft dream about that now is to line up some interviews with people who are older and have some functional fitness chops and talk to them about it. And then also I'm going to sh uh, shoot or hopefully maybe have an assistant by then to shoot video of me doing the stuff that I do, the postural integration stuff and the um, uh, strength, uh, body weight strength training I do with my suspension rig and Tai Chi and that kind of stuff. And so, yeah. A lot of people would want that, I'm sure. Or, or any of the above. Yes. Yes. Right. So for makers and for just people. And yeah, I just want to, like I, like I said in the bio, my daughter wants everything. So it's his legacy work and I'm happy to put it in the world. Well, I already know that the fluid art course is a gift to the world. So I can only imagine that these other ones will be too. Well, we'll see how I go. Yes. Yeah. Well, tell us, if you will, where, again, where we can find you. I know you're also on Instagram, but share that with us. Somebody wants yeah, to. Yeah, so I, I pronounce my, oh, I'm sorry, Nina. You're fine. I, I pronounce my name Sue Carney. So suecarney.com, and that's S-U-E-K-E-A-R-N-E-Y.com is my brand new, very baby website with just the e-course on it and a way to buy look at my art and 
book a call with me if you want to buy some art, original. And that's all that's on it so far because I'm busy finishing the e-course. And then I also going to figure out how to sundown my previous website, magnoliaswest.com, which has a whole lot of stuff on there, including 800 blog posts that are going to be archived. So if you want to read my blog, go read it now. And um, <laughs> and I have a YouTube channel and I have on Instagram, I'm, at Sue, I'm Sue Carney. On Facebook, I'm Sue Carney, but I barely do anything there. And I also have a Twitter feed that's called Magnolias West. And, um, but Instagram is where I'm basically, cause I'm, my life's real visual right now. And I like sharing in that, in that metaphor, in the visual metaphor. Are you on Instagram under your name? Yeah. At Sue Carney. Okay. And your YouTube channel? I, th I think you have to search for me at, I don't know if it's at Sue Carney or you just search my name and, and then my channel ought to come up. So I'm a little clunkier in YouTube, but yeah, I'm there. Well, I apologize for mispronouncing your name. I think I was giving you the Irish version. Well, my ex-husband was is Irish and Scotch, and it's the pronunciation he uses, so it's the one I use. I guess I was wrong on both counts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a nice Jewish girl. My birth name is Cohen, and I it's just I haven't used it in so long. It sounds very weird to even say it. That's funny. Okay, some final words for us about life, you, love, sharing, connection. You choose. No, I'm uh, start with connection. I'm really grateful grateful for our connection, Nina, and that you invited me to do this, and I love it, and um, and to share with me in this kind of birthing feeling I'm in of something I've been nurturing for quite a while. So it was it's almost it was almost a nine month term from when I started creating my e course to when I launched it. So there you go. And I took a course that says create an e course in forty days. It took me. Not quite 400, but there you go. Um, I just, if, if I, I mean, I'd love for you to take my course. I'd love to, to meet you, whoever's listening to this. But if I can just encourage you to just, I don't know, relax, take a walk, lift up your eyes and, and, and see something new today. See something fresh and then express it however it wants to express through you. Yay. That would be great. That's gorgeous. Well, thank you, Sue, once again, for showing and sharing your light with all of us, with your quirky humor and uniqueness all wrapped up. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Thank you. I was going to make another bad vagina joke, but I won't. <laughs> So for those of you who are watching or listening, I hope you've enjoyed this. We've had some fun. Thank you for being here, and we will see you on the next episode. So bye for now. <laughs>